That's what prayer is all about. Lord, allow me to bring you glory. If that's all you hear today about prayer, that's all you need to know. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Today on In Grace, we're gonna talk about prayer. My message title is, How Should I Pray? And this is one of those important topics that we need to talk about frequently because this is something we all need to do more frequently, don't we? Uh, how should I pray? Knowing uh, what to say to the Lord. Now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna use the Lord's Prayer, at least what's called the Lord's Prayer in, in the version of Matthew 6. And first, we're gonna all say it. So if you know the Lord's Prayer, recite it with us. As, uh, as I do that in the auditorium at the Quinton Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois. And then after that, I'm going to give you some points and some things to know on what prayer should be. Actually, seven things that will help you understand what prayer should be. And that'll be for today and tomorrow. So this is a message that's divided for Tuesday and Wednesday here on In Grace. And we also want you to know about a brand new offer. I'll tell you more at the end, but we have a new series called Discover Hidden Jordan, uh, where we went to Jordan and we did a series about all the really interesting biblical sites in Jordan. And so uh, if that's something you'd like, I'll tell you at the end how you can get that video series. And it's something that we're going to play part one for uh, this Friday. And I hope that you'll tune in for that. Also, don't forget that In Grace has a TV show called In Grace. And uh, we would love for you to watch that on Wednesdays on TBN or anytime on YouTube. You just search for In Grace on the YouTube search bar. And once you find In Grace, let me encourage you to subscribe. That's real simple. You just click a button and you can subscribe to the In Grace channel and then get alerts. You can click a bell and that will tell you how you can make sure you're notified of the, the latest In Grace episodes that have come out. We release them one or two a week and we want you to watch those. And then also you can like the videos and uh, that helps more people see In Grace when you are able to subscribe, get alerts and like. Also, we're on Roku. Those of you that have a smart TV that has Roku, you can also search for In Grace and find us there. So how should I pray? Let's go and learn the details from the Word of God and from Jesus about this. We're going to answer the question today, how should I pray? And the Bible actually gives us exactly how to do that. And what we're going to do today is say our Lord's Prayer. And we're going to say the version that is found in Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to start in verse 9. I'm assuming some of you don't have it memorized, but those of you that do, let us say it together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And Lord, we do thank you for the opportunity that we have to speak personally and directly to you. The all-powerful God of the entire universe, we thank you that you hear us that you want to hear us, that you want to know our hearts. We praise you, dear Father, 
We are sinners, and we come before you, Lord, asking for your help in that regard, that we don't sin, that we forgive those that sin against us, and Lord, that you would help us to not sin. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. It's not wrong to recite the Lord's Prayer. We don't do it often, but we have done it before. Some churches recite the Lord's Prayer all the time. And some churches have all their prayers recited or written down. Now, I'm going to tell you today that that's not what God wants. God doesn't want you in your normal, daily communication with him to be a prayer that is read. Can you imagine my wife, when I got home, and she says, honey, how's your day? And I opened up my favorite marriage book, because I've got lots of them, and I opened up a paragraph on communication with your wife, and I just start reading. <laughs> she wouldn't be thrilled with that response, would she? Nor should she be, because she wants to talk. She wants to hear how my day was and what's happened in my day, and I want to hear about her day, and I want to know what her concerns are, what her fears are, what things she's excited about. We want to communicate. We want to talk. We want to enjoy that fellowship. And when you're reading or reciting, although it's not necessarily wrong, it's not what God wants from you on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute-by-minute basis. He wants to hear your heart. That's the God we have. He created us for this very thing, to talk with him, to walk with him, to fellowship with him. And a recited prayer doesn't communicate that well, does it? We have a God who is personal and a God who wants to hear, believe it or not, from you. Now, he warns us about prayer that is done wrong. Just before this prayer we call the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew 6, just before that, in a couple verses before that, look at Matthew 6, 5, he gives us some warnings about how not to pray. So if I were to preach a message, how not to pray, this is what I would preach. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, okay? So God is telling us not to pray a certain way as the hypocrites. We don't want to be hypocrites. It's like no one names their child Jezebel or Adolf. Actually, uh, somebody said, yeah, my great-grandfather's name was Adolf, and he's Jewish. That kind of stunned me, but obviously before Hitler, no one cared about that, that name. But you don't name you know, children typically Adolf anymore. We don't want to say one thing and do another thing. So these hypocrites, here's what they do. They love to pray standing in the synagogues in the corners of the streets. In other words, it's not a heartfelt prayer to God at all, is it? It is a show. It is a show. So don't pray like that, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. And that's the, the interesting thing, isn't it? When you do things that might seem right, who would say prayer is wrong? Well, there's a wrong way to pray, who would think that our prayer done with the right attitude and the right heart would be something that God would reward? 
But according to this verse, they have their reward. They've done it in a very public way. They've done it as a show for the praise of men. And the praise of men is all they're going to get. But if you do it the right way, not only are you in fellowship with God and God's hearing and answering your prayer, but also there is a reward in there as well. Verse 6 says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. Does that mean every time you go to the Lord in prayer, you have to be in a closet? Well, no, he's giving you a principle here. Now, some of you pray in a closet, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually, let's say you want to just spend time with the Lord in prayer, and you go into it a literal closet, and you close the door, especially if you have a bunch of kids running around the house. You, you know, it's the only place that you could possibly get away from the chaos and the noise. But he's teaching a principle here, and that is, don't do it for show. Pray privately. Pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Verse 7, but when ye pray, use not vain reputations. Now, the first warning was don't pray like the Pharisees, like the hypocrites. You're praying a public prayer so that you can be looked on as holy. This is don't pray like the heathen. As the heathen do, they use vain repetitions. This was a part of idolatry. You're repeating the same thing over and over and over. It sounds like a written prayer. You're reading from a book and you're counting beads. The Bible says don't do that. Jesus says don't do that. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Like if you don't repeat it 10 times, God's not going to hear you. Well, you know, God can hear you if you don't even pray it. God knows what you need if you don't even pray. Now why are we praying if God already knows? We'll get to that in a second. But look at this. But not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. Why then shall I ask? Because your Father in heaven desires to hear from you. He wants to hear from you. He's good and he's on your side and he desires that closeness and that fellowship. Some of you might not have had a, a good father, but if you've received by faith Jesus Christ, you do have a good father. You have a heavenly father who is good, who wants the best for you, who wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from your heart. He knows what you're going to ask. He knows what you need before you even ask. But he still loves you so much that he wants to hear your voice. He wants to know what's on your heart. Don't use vain repetitions in your prayers. Don't pray in such a way that it's a show. So that's what God is telling us what not to do what not to do. Now in Luke, we're also given the Lord's Prayer. Uh, and Luke's version is slightly different, but it says this. In Luke 11, verse 1, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray as John, this is John the Baptist, also taught his disciples. If you've ever dreamed of an exciting adventure to the mysterious land of Jordan, then call 800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com right now to get your free digital copy of InGrace's new series, Discover Hidden Jordan. And when you give a gift of $35 or more to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will thank you with not one, not two, but three amazing gifts. 
the Discover Hidden Jordan DVD, the Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart, and an incredible book written by Dr. James A. Scudder Sr. called The Coming World Leader. And for those of you ready to make a profound impact and help more people hear the clear gospel with a generous gift of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two more video series, his eight-part Armageddon's Dawn and the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com. Or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Jesus chose his disciples, and, and they would follow him around, and he would teach them and learn from him. And one day, Jesus would often pray, often pray. Jesus was the only perfect human. Adam, Eve, and all their descendants have sinned. There's only one that's a descendant of Adam and Eve, born of Eve, but born of a virgin, the sin nature was broken because he didn't have an earthly father. He was sinless. Now, if we want to learn how to live, what to do, how to do it, wouldn't we observe Jesus? Wouldn't we see what he did and read what he said and, and learn from him? Wouldn't that be the way we should go? That's really what the Bible is. The whole Bible is about Jesus and how we should live and, and what we should do. So one of the disciples... Notice this, Jesus is apart praying, and he probably is overhearing the prayer. I want you to take yourself and put yourself in that disciple's shoes for a moment. You are now there in Israel, in the Galilee. Jesus is your teacher, and he's off apart a little ways, and he's earnestly praying. Can you imagine hearing the purity of his prayers? the love that he has for his father, the unity that is there, his earnestness. No doubt you would hear earnestness in Jesus' voice. And that probably really drew the disciples to Jesus and said, I want to be like that. I want to pray like that. Teach us how to pray. And Jesus would do that. Now, we call this the Lord's Prayer, but it really isn't the Lord's Prayer, is it? This is the Lord teaching us how to pray, not what to pray. It's not teaching us, say these words, recite this paragraph, repeat this phrase. He is giving us a blueprint for prayer, a template. And if you ever uh, open up a word processor and you open up a template and it kind of already has some of the things, you just fill in all those things. It's basically what this is. The real Lord's Prayer is found in John chapter 17. Jesus is praying the last day of his life. You can imagine what his prayer was like as he was about to go to the cross. And the real Lord's Prayer, this is Jesus praying for us. I believe in the context of John 17 that he's still, this is a prayer then for you today, that it still applies to you today. I love the fact that Jesus prayed for you. That's how much he cares about you. What did he say? Well, it's the chapter. We're just going to pick out a couple verses. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son. Why? So that the son may glorify thee. That's what prayer is all about. 
Lord, allow me to bring you glory. If that's all you hear today about prayer, that's all you need to know. When you pray, make sure you're praying with the idea of, Lord, help me to bring you glory. It's that simple. That's prayer. Verse four, he says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gave me to do. He is about to go to the cross. He's wrapping up his life. And then in verse 17, he's praying for us. Sanctify them. This is you through thy truth. Truth is so important. Without truth, we have nothing. Thy word is truth. This is the Lord's prayer. Thou hast sent me into the world. Even so, I also sent them into the world. And that's what he's doing with you and me. He doesn't want us just to stay in a holy huddle. He wants us to go out and minister to people in the world. That's the Lord's prayer. And you know what's interesting? Jesus is still praying for you right now. The Bible in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 says that he's able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. The Bible tells us that Jesus bodily, physically right now is at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And he is there as your advocate, as your attorney. If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, no longer is Jesus your judge. He is now your attorney. Wouldn't you like that? Every accusation the enemy is throwing against you has already been answered by Jesus' death on the cross. So Jesus is your attorney, and therefore there's nothing that can condemn you. But he's also making intercession for you. He is also praying for you today as you go through life and as you have fears and if you have problems and issues, he is praying for you today. The Lord's prayer is so important. When Jesus was praying there and his disciple observed him, his prayer had to be so beautiful, so pure and so real and so urgent. Jesus was praying as if everything was depending upon the prayer. And that's how we ought to pray, as if everything is depending on the prayer. One of my favorite missionaries is Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor was a missionary from England to China. And China was an unreached continent, unreached country. And as Hudson Taylor was sailing toward China, and there's a lot of stories like this. This is one of my favorites. The ship that he was on, I'm not sure if this is exactly the ship, but it's something like this. The ship that he was on had come to an area that had islands with cannibals. And the worst thing happened. The wind died. Now the ship is drifting closer and closer to the reef. And if that ship hit the reef, it would get stuck and they would probably be invited for dinner as the honored guests and the dinner itself. And so they didn't know what to do. And the captain didn't know what to do. They were so close to the shore, they could see the cannibals building fires on the beach. In his journal, Taylor wrote this down. The captain said to me, well, 
We have done everything that we can do. A thought occurred to me, Hudson Taylor said. No, there is one thing we have not yet done. What is that? Asked the captain. Hudson Taylor said, four of us on board are Christians. Let us each retire to our own cabin and agree in prayer, asking the Lord to give us an immediate breeze. And so Taylor went to his cabin, briefly prayed, came back out, talked to the first officer and said, raise the sails. The first officer said, why? There's no wind, there's no breeze. He said, raise the sails. We prayed for wind. And without really much else to do, they raised the sails. And as they did, a breeze hit that ship, taking them away from danger. Does prayer work? It's not like a a genie in a bottle, right? And some people use prayer in that way. And you're praying to get stuff that you shouldn't have. Prayer is more of when we are lining up our will with God's will. And when we pray in that way, our prayers are going to be answered. They are going to be answered. Now, be ready. Sometimes God's answer is no. Be okay with that. Be ready for that. But often if we're praying properly, the answer will be yes. Hudson Taylor wrote this. He said, thus God encouraged me ere landing on China's shores to bring every variety of need to him in prayer and to expect that he would honor the name of the Lord Jesus and give the help each emergency required. Oh, may we be people of faith like Hudson Taylor. So let's look at the blueprint for prayer. How should I pray? We're going to give you seven things. We're going to go quick. Can you all listen quick? Okay, here we go. Number one, our prayer should be personal. This is very, very, very important. The scripture says, our Father which art in heaven. This is our Father. This is you speaking to a loving Father. And again, you may or may not have a loving Father, but you do now. You do now. If you're a believer in Jesus, you have a loving Father, and and He wants to hear what's on your heart. Personal. This isn't flowery with platitudes and unnatural voice. This is you talking to God. He wants to hear the voice He gave you. So the first thing we need to know is pray as if we're talking to our own father, personal. And, you know, I I think we definitely should have a reverence for God and and we shouldn't be flippant. But I also think that we do need to communicate the way we normally communicate with him and speak from our heart. And our prayer should be personal. Tomorrow, I'm going to teach you how our prayer should be worshipful. Our prayer should seek the will of God. Our prayer should seek his provision. And our prayer should include seeking forgiveness. Our prayers should include asking for help forgiving, and our prayers should include asking for help avoiding sin. All of these are found in what's called the Lord's Prayer. And again, we'll talk more about that tomorrow on the Wednesday edition of In Grace. Right before we go, I mentioned at the beginning that we have a brand new video series called Discover Hidden Jordan. And you're going to want to watch this. We go to Petra, uh, we go to Mount Nebo, we go to Jeresh, we go to other places that are really interesting and biblical. And uh, this is a fun series I'd like to send to you. And how we're going to do this, if you give In Grace a gift of any amount, we're going to send you the digital link for 
for Discover Hidden Jordan. If your gift is $35 or more, we're going to send you the Discover Hidden Jordan either on DVD or digital. And we're going to send you a great book about the Antichrist, the coming world leader, as well as a prophecy chart. Now, some of you can give more. If your gift can be $100 or more, we're going to send you all that I just mentioned, as well as a series that I did Armageddon's Dawn, that's a series about revelation that we filmed in Israel, and another video series called The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. All of these resources will really ground you in the truth of God's Word and what's coming in the future. Don't forget your free digital copy of Discover Hidden Jordan. And for gifts of $35 or more, get the DVD, The Prophecy Chart, and the Coming World Leader book. For gifts of $100 or more, Jim Scudder will also include two video series, Armageddon's Dawn and The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.